Hey everyone, how's it going? This is Dan Schultz, and this is episode 93 of the Basketball Dan podcast. It's been about a month and change since I did one of these, but um, I felt I felt compelled to do one today. Um, even if you're not a big basketball fan or anything like that, I feel like the news of uh, Kobe Bryant passing away today in a, uh, a tragic helicopter accident with his 13-year-old daughter, Gigi, and uh, seven others on board as well. Um, <clears throat> warranted kind of a, uh, a reaction and um, coverage, if you will, although I could really care less about how many listens or whatever this one gets. Um, <clears throat> I just kind of felt like uh, sharing uh, my, my, my thoughts about uh, Kobe as well as his legacy and more importantly, you know, his, his life and kind of um, how, how much he inspired people. Um, not to make this about me or anything, I'm trying to avoid that. But if you know me, I was never the biggest fan of Kobe, uh, the player. And I, I frequently got into arguments about who was better, Kobe Bryant or, or Tim Duncan and all that stuff. And it's just, honestly, it's because, you know, I'm, I was a, I'm a lifelong San Antonio Spurs fan. And the Spurs and Lakers were... Uh, were rivals during the late 90s and uh, through the the early through mid, really through the, the late thousands when, when the Lakers uh, traded for Pau Gasol and after a couple of years of missing the playoffs, uh, they, they became relevant again. But, you know, every everything I said about uh, Kobe as a player in terms of, uh, you know, any any negative things I said were really just all in good fun because, you know, I just, one of my good friends is a, is a Lakers fan. And ironically, I was actually, uh, I was with him today and, uh, we frequently, we have a group thread with a couple of our friends and we frequently argue about who's better Kobe or Tim Duncan or whatever player, LeBron James or Michael Jordan or what I, you know, always get into those discussions. And, um, we went down to, uh, to his family's beach house, uh, here in Delaware uh, for the weekend, and we wanted to uh, play around a disc golf, which if you've never played it before, um, highly recommend. It's a lot of fun. We were playing around a disc golf, and I like hopped on like Facebook for like a quick second, and while I was like walking between you know holes or whatever, and I saw one status that said R.I.P. Black Mamba, and I was like, huh. My first thought was like, that's weird. Like, I know, I, my, my immediate thought was, there's no way Kobe died. Like, that's weird. That's a weird way of saying RIP to being the number uh, three scorer in NBA history. Because, I mean, last night, LeBron James passed Kobe on that list uh, against the Sixers. Uh, and Kobe is from Philadelphia, uh, technically born in Italy, but, you know, Raised or actually no, he was born in Philadelphia. That's right. He was raised in Italy for a little bit, but you know he's considered uh, a local of, of Philly and everything. Went to high school, obviously there. But uh, 
My first thought to seeing that was like, that's not real. There's no way that's real. What? what? No, that's okay. That's a really weird way of saying congrats, Kobe, on passing or congrats, LeBron, on passing Kobe for third on the all-time scoring list, which just happened last night. That was my immediate thought. And then in our group thread, one of our friends texted basically the same thing. Like, all right. Oh, oh my goodness, Kobe. I can't believe it's something like that. And my friend uh, Andrew and I just looked at each other like, wait, what? And then and our friend... Uh, our other friends, Chris and Kyle, who um, aren't as big of basketball fans, but um, you know they know they know enough to hold a conversation. We all just like stopped for a second. We all just checked our phones, and I, I went on Twitter right away, and I just typed in "Kobe dead" or something like that, and I saw all these, you know, the, the tweets were coming in, but the reports of him dying in a in a helicopter crash. And I, I just said to, uh, I, I I think I found it, I found out first or whatever, and I I just said to the you know. To the group, oh my god, yeah, Kobe. No, it's it's saying that he died in a helicopter crash. So, it's one of those things where you kind of, I mean, obviously none of us knew Kobe as a person or anything. We just, but there's there's something weird and slightly undescribable to watch. I mean, we we felt like there there's just some kind of connection there, you know, where you grow up watching this guy. I mean, Kobe played in the league. For 20 years, you know, basically from the time that I was seven to 27, 28. So I, it's a, watching him play against my, you know, the Spurs and what I just didn't play in general. It is part of my childhood and part of me growing up into adulthood, if that makes sense. It's, it's hard to explain. It's, it's a mixture of nostalgia, uh, a heavy dose of nostalgia mixed in there for sure. Um, but you know, for as said, as as hard as I was on him, um, there was obviously an inferred bias on my end because obviously, as said, I'm I'm a Spurs fan, so uh, I I can't give I I could never give him too much credit because I always had to have my teams back and I always had to have you know there was always that eternal question who's better Tim Duncan or Kobe but you know a day like this who who cares you know. Um, but who he was as a player, I mean, you can you can see it with so many players now. Where, I mean, growing up, I mean, there was that old there was that old joke of growing up, whatever. Like you were in school or whatever, someone would you know, the teachers always hated it, but kids always tried to throw like a crumpled up piece of paper into the trash can. And every single time, at first, maybe when I was a little little kid, it was Jordan, but it became Kobe with time. Everyone would. You know, you crump up a piece of paper and you go Kobe and you'd shoot it and try to sh- make it into the trash can. I mean, I, I remember that growing up. Everyone did that. I, but I, I think I always joke, no, I'm not going to say Kobe. I'm going to say Duncan or something. But, you know, that never caught on, obviously. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, this. even if you weren't – as I started off the show, even if you weren't a basketball fan, you know, you knew who Kobe Bryant was. You knew how significant he was and you – uh, you knew that obviously he won. He, he won five championships in his career. He uh, played for the Lakers his entire career. Uh, there were ups and downs, obviously, in both his his career and life. But who doesn't go through that kind of stuff? But the thing that most, um, honestly, that most impressed me about him was was 
really these last few years of post-retirement where, you know, I'd see a, a, a story on, on ESPN or whatever, one of the sports channels. And yes, there were some, there was some stuff I, I read and researched that was him training NBA players and the whole mama mentality thing and all that. But the most, the, the thing that stuck out to me you know, again, I didn't, obviously, I didn't know him personally. I never met him. I, I, uh, but, but the thing that stuck out most to me is it seemed that he really, uh, really loved his family. It was very, and when he retired, he was one of those guys where you were like, okay, like, is he, he's got, he's got to get back into the game on, on some level, right? Whether it's a coach or a GM or whatever. And it seemed like from everything that I read about him, that uh, he had no interest in that. And he was just totally fixated on uh, his wife and his girls. Um, and, uh, you know, the fact that his, his 13-year-old daughter uh, was with him in this, this helicopter crash is just, uh, it's just so, uh, it's so gutting. I, uh, I can't imagine what, what his family is going through and uh this is uh this is just it's a terrible day for the NBA you know and it's always it's always a unique thing when something like this happens where most of the people that are mourning this never even met the guy you know but they felt as I, as I touched on, they felt a connection in some way. The joy that a lot of people got watching him play basketball uh, was inspiring and inspired a generation. The generation you're seeing playing in the NBA right now, so many of those guys, if not all of them, were inspired by the way Kobe played basketball. And that's going to be the case for, for future generations too. I mean, uh, you're going to see a lot of kids. I mean, you're, you're seeing it now, as I said, with this generation of NBA players, and you're going to see it down the road, I mean, throughout eternity of the game, where people are going to try to emulate how Kobe played the game in terms of the unstoppable fadeaway jump shot, the killer instinct, you know, that when he would furl his, his lip and uh, expose his teeth after a big shot. And just kind of that natural killer instinct that he had. And, and the competitiveness and the fire that he played with. He wasn't always the nicest guy and the nicest teammate to play with. But it seemed like everyone respected what he was trying to do in terms of he just wanted to win. And um, off the court, everything that I heard about him uh, was that he was a very, very uh, nice man from... I know people uh, who personally have met him and have, have said that. And um, as I said, I was just always very I, – I, I, I started to warm up to him a, a lot more after he retired where I saw the kind of stuff. I just, it just seemed like every story I saw about him, one of his daughters was with him or his wife was with him or something like that. And it just seemed like uh, – it seemed like he loved them more than anything, and it seemed like he was very – it just looked like he was very happy in retirement, and he just wanted to spend all of his time uh, with his, his family and daughters and, and work on his daughters uh, both as, as people as well as players and, and 
uh, try to show them how he became such a great player. And um, it, it, the only thing that this reminds me, I mean, the only similar thing, this is just such a bizarre situation. You know, I mean, the only thing it, that, that comes to memory, if you're like a sports historian, is when uh, Roberto Clemente, the famous Pittsburgh uh, Pirates outfielder, um, uh, was killed in a plane crash. And that, but that happened in 1972. You know, that was 48 years ago. This is just, I mean, I was listening to a couple podcasts, uh, including Bill Simmons, and I, I, I started that one. And he, he said the only other situation that, he that this reminded him of in terms of just absolute like bizarreness is the when Magic Johnson announced he had AIDS and everything like that. But obviously this is this is worse because you know Kobe lost his life. But um, yeah, I just I I don't I don't really I don't know I don't really know what else to to say. The only uh, <laughs> The only other kind of thing I'll add on is, you know, I'm lucky enough where uh, I am an independent contractor for uh, for NBA 2K, as I've said before on the show. And um, I've, I've talked in the past with my bosses about trying to trying to get out there and, and get in on what we call recording sessions with our commentators, uh, where, you know, either we meet up with the commentator somewhere or, um, you know, we, we meet up with them in some kind of recording studio so we can uh, record the audio, obviously. But um, uh, Kobe was a, was a guest commentator a couple of years ago. I think it was NBA 2K18. Don't hold me to that. He and KG uh, were on that game. And um, I always uh, – I was always hoping, in addition to obviously maybe meeting Garnett, uh, I, I, I definitely still wanted to meet Kobe even though – as said, I was always uh, definitely definitely a, a critic in terms of uh, his game, uh, but that was obviously just because I was a, a bitter Spurs fan to a degree, right? But I uh, I was always hoping that maybe I could fly out there, like if somehow, some way, if there was some kind of you know, if he was on additional games, we could uh, I, I I might be able to get in on a recording session and just you know shake his hand real quick, so. Um, you know, but uh, yeah. Anyway, um, it's just it, it's just a, it, it's a it's a surreal day. It's very weird. It's just it just doesn't seem real. I mean, you know, he was only forty one years old. Sorry if this appears uh, sounds like I'm rambling or whatever. It's just kind of a a raw reaction to all of it. But um, I think. There's two important things to remember in terms of all this. One, um, don't forget about the other seven people that were on board that helicopter. The reports are that nine, nine died in this helicopter crash. You know, uh, Kobe and, and his 13-year-old daughter, Gigi, has said, and seven others. But don't, don't forget about those seven people. Um, obviously, they weren't as big of a name as Kobe, but, you know, their families and friends are are devastated I'm sure and it's important that they're not seen as an afterthought and and that they are paid respects as well and number two um and maybe I'll just close on this because I don't want I, I want I want this to have some kind of structure even though I've kind of been rambling a little as said just as said just kind of a 
raw reaction to all this. Um, number two, I hope that um, people just don't remember him as the player. I mean, he was a great he was a great player, absolutely a great player. And uh, as I said, the joy and all the memories he brought a lot of people, especially Lakers fans. Um, you know, I'm sure that's what they're they're connected to right now, and 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 rightfully so. But I think it's equally as important to remember um, the person uh, he was, as well as how much he obviously loved his wife and his girls, and um, you know, just the fact that he is, as you as as we have all seen today, if you you're on social media or you follow a lot of basketball types like I do, basketball players or media member, whatever. He was universally loved. And uh, anyway, just just a very dark day for the NBA, for basketball, for anyone that loves the game like I do. Um, anyone that's played the game or whatever. Uh, it's just, it's, yeah, it's it's very, very shocking. But I just wanted to uh, uh, kind of give my thoughts on the matter. And, um, you know, I know it's cliche to say, but it's, I mean, thoughts and prayers are with his family and friends. And, um, you know, as much as Kobe destroyed my team and many others' teams with clutch shots and big performances and all that, um, I feel like people always respected him as a player in terms of the, the fiery competitive, competitiveness he played with. And um, in terms of a player, I think that's what people will remember most about him is that competitiveness. And I think as a person, as said, I think and I hope that people will uh, see how much he truly loved uh, his, his girls and everything. From, from everything I saw, he was just very, very proud of, of them and just, um, you know, as said, uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. And um, hopefully I'll be back soon with, uh, with another podcast. Thanks, as always, for listening. Uh, the podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. And um, hopefully I'll be back soon. Thanks. Bye.